Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Okay, everyone. Well, this episode of the podcast, episode 19, is so special to me because we have our second guest ever on the podcast, Lydia Tremaine, and she is your current Miss Indiana, which you will hear about in just a little bit. And so welcome, 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 Lydia. She's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Lydia, um, I'd love for you to start off just saying hi and telling us a little bit about yourself. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm so excited to be a part of this today. Uh, My name is Lydia Tremaine, as you had mentioned. I'm a 21-year-old from a small town called Kinderville in Indiana. So I'm a born and raised Hoosier. And I'm so excited to be going to school this fall after my year of service at Trine University. I'll be studying English education with a music minor. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited for all things after the crown, but this year has been wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, like I said, Lydia is one of the most incredible people. I'd love to just start off, um, and sorry to kind of put you on the spot, but I would love to start off of you just telling us like some things about yourself other than Miss Indiana that people may not know. So maybe about some weird talents or hobbies or things that you're interested in. Some listeners know you because you're pretty much famous, um, but some other people have absolutely no idea who you are. So tell us just a little bit more about yourself. Yes. So I was born on Halloween, which I think is really funny because my sister who was born four years before me was also born on Halloween. So that's a little bit spooky. Um, (laughs) I love that so much. I'm constantly singing musical theater songs. Like honestly, if you say something, I will find a musical theater song to start belting out in the middle of nowhere. It's like high school musical. I will burst out into song. I'm a huge advocate for body positivity outside of my personal platform, which is act now. Keep Um, because I'm someone who has struggled with my fitness journey and body positivity. So that's just something I'm really passionate about. Um, Yeah, that's, that's the fun stuff. Love it. Love it. So like I said, Lydia is the current Miss Indiana and she has been involved in the Miss Indiana organization for most of her life. Lydia, I would love if you first talked about before we kind of get into your journey this past year, I'd love for you to tell our listeners what um, Miss Indiana and the Miss Indiana organization has been like growing up around and uh, just what that's meant to you. I know you've shared with me that story of really being inspired by previous Miss Indiana. Why do you, like, how did you fall in love with pageantry, Miss Indiana, and kind of share with the listeners a little bit of that journey and how that started? So I actually come from a town where the Miss America organization is really prevalent, which is very interesting because we're a really small town, but I'm our third Miss Indiana and we've had five Miss Indiana's outstanding teens. So it's just something everyone knew about growing up. And I had all of those misconceptions that everyone does. You know, I was a tomboy when I was a kiddo and, you know, I had a lot of shy notions. I had a lot of social anxiety, so I didn't think I'd ever get involved. But then we had Miss Indiana come and visit our hometown every year for something called the Apple Festival. And in 2009, Miss Indiana went on to be Miss America, Katie Stam Irk, and she's Indiana's only Miss America. And I remember her singing on stage, and I'm also a vocalist. And I thought to myself, I wish I was that confident to go up and show 
my singing. And then she started speaking about the organization and everything that it, you know, had to do with, which was like service and scholarship and giving young women successful tools. And I immediately thought, oh my gosh, as someone who comes from a home where they couldn't afford my college, this is a great tool to earn scholarship eventually. And I want to be as confident as Katie Stamberg. I wanted to have that confidence. I didn't have it yet. So I immediately looked into the program and I signed up for a preteen pageant just a couple months later. And so that back when the preteen program was the thing, I did preteen. I was Miss Limberlost preteen in my hometown. I did outstanding teen for a couple of years when I refound the organization as a high school student and had newfound confidence. And then of course went on to competing as a Miss. Mm-hmm. So amazing. So you try, you competed in Miss um, Indiana's Outstanding Teen and unfortunately never secured the crown. And then you tried um, for a few years in, uh, even though you were super young, you tried for a few locals even last year. And I remember just so you guys get a little bit of context who are listening. So Lydia and I found each other, goodness, like almost two years ago now, like I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it because you were like 19. Um, I would love for you to kind of let people in on the journey of what it was like even last year competing in several locals before even winning. You and I met each other and kind of the Lydia that was then because I think like you're so polished and you're so incredible now. Like my clients, literally you guys who are listening, like rave about Lydia like she's a celebrity. And it's so (laughs) awesome because you are a celebrity and you're amazing and you deserve all of the praise and all the attention and all of just everything. There's I I brag all the time about Lydia because there's nobody that deserves success more than you do. Um, But tell us a little bit about just who Lydia was two years ago and how it even felt to have to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and kind of tell us about that process. Oh, well, first and foremost, you're way too kind to me. (laughs) I think it's important to explain where I was mentally at the time. In 2016, I did six locals and I did not make it to Miss Indiana. Um, So that was really hard. And then in 2017, I did six more on my 12th try in two years. I finally won that first local, went to Miss Indiana, didn't make top 11. So then I was going into this 2018 season feeling very defeated because homegirl could hardly win a local. And then she didn't make any noise at state. So I was like, how am I ever going to reach this goal that I feel deep inside of me to be Miss Indiana? And so I think having that mindset carry with me through those first couple locals in 2018 is why I lost them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was dealing a lot with the devil of comparison. I mean, it was there. Oh my goodness. I was comparing myself so much to the girls who had done well at state compared to myself. And I was just feeling so defeated. And honestly, of course, um, I think another issue is that is that I was struggling with how I looked at the time still. I wasn't confident in the fact that my body was different yet and that what I had to offer as a title holder was different compared to past winners in Indiana. And of course, then you came into my life and we started chatting and you kind of gave me the perspective that it's not just about practicing interview, but it's about having the right mindset and putting a daily practice to love yourself um, ahead of everything else. And then I went to finally win that fourth local of the year, Miss Fort Wayne. I won interview in talent and that won me my ticket to Miss Indiana 2018. And I decided from then on that I wanted to focus on mindset alongside working with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I just hope that this gives you guys who are listening encouragement. Like Lydia literally tried 16 levels, you guys, before even making it. Like I'm about to cry right now. Like, and I have, this is not news to me, like, you know, but like 16 locals, you guys. And I just want, like, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in this short time today. And maybe we need to do a part two because Lydia is so amazing. But like, 
so many of you guys who are listening might be down in the dumps or might not be going to state and have to watch online everybody getting to live their dreams, everybody getting to participate in the sisterhood. Lydia, what would be like your encouragement to those people who might be feeling that way right now? Um, and what perspective can you offer to those people? How did you keep on keeping on? And, uh, you know, just talk to us a little bit about that. Cause I think there's people who need to hear from you in that regard. Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, it was not easy. I'm not going to sit here and act like there was times I didn't want to give up. There was times I wanted to give up on my journey give up on competing. Um, I convinced myself the organization wasn't for me and I kind of started making excuses instead of putting in the work. So I, I really think the first step I had to take was really evaluating myself, not in a self-critical way, but in like a self-loving way. Like what can I do to be the best, most confident version of myself instead of just looking at myself and saying, I'm not enough and giving up that day. Um, Cause if you make little strides with your mental mindset and you allow yourself to believe in yourself little by little, you're going to develop the confidence that you need to succeed as a title holder and in the interview room. And it, it's a really hard thing to grasp. And also I spent so much time, again, focusing on my past local competitions. I'd show up to a local, the girl who beat me even a year and a half ago, I was like, oh, well, she's going to win. And of course she did because I handed it to her by thinking that that way, by believing that way. And when you're spending your time comparing yourself to someone else or telling yourself you're not good enough, you're allowing yourself to be defeated. So you really have to stop that mindset, allow yourself to think differently, train yourself to think differently, not just in pageants, but in everything you do, because you won't find success uh, wasting your time comparing or wasting your time being way too harsh on yourself. But instead, self-compassion, like you talk about, Megan, is so important. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I just think back to old Lydia two years ago, you guys. And like, so you guys don't understand, like two years ago, Lydia came to me and I remember like you, you were really nervous because you were like, Hey, like, I feel like I have this to offer, but also like it hasn't been working. And I love what you said. And you guys, I hope that you go back and listen to that and repeat that a million times because it 100% is about finding your lane and owning your lane. And I tell people all the time, you guys, there's been a hundred different types of people who have won Miss America. So why are we trying to fit in one box? But you know, that's what society need to be. So you said what you had to offer was different, okay? And why do you think that it's so important to find and to own what makes you different? And why do you think that that was what made the difference even in you winning? Well, I really think that what I was missing when I was looking at all the past Miss Indianas was the fact that when they won, they were all the most confident version of what they truly were. They weren't trying to fit a mold of someone else. And this goes to, with Miss America or any other state title holder. And what I was trying to do for the many years I was competing as a teen and then as a Miss, was I was trying to fit the mold of my favorite Miss Indianas because I idolized them, which is a great thing to look up to someone, but it's completely a different thing to try to be something else you're not. And I, I wasn't going to be the best swimsuit Miss Indiana. I wasn't going to have um, the most traditional home life as a Miss Indiana or the most traditional political views as a gal in Indiana. And these are things that I felt I needed to hide 
for a while and to try to change about myself in order to find success. So it was when I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to wear a one piece at Miss Indiana. I'm going to be the first one in 20 years to win in a one piece. I'm going to have, um, you know, a home life that's not as traditional as others. I have a gay mom and I'm proud of that. And I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and I'm going to be who I am and be what I believe and just hone in on that and be the most confident version of that. But I also had a certain piece. I didn't need to win last year in order to win. I would have competed till I was 25, but it was having that confidence and that piece, that that combination of both that I think really put me over the edge and the, the judges felt like I was comfortable in myself. And when they see that you're just confident in who you are and you're not trying to put on a show and you're not trying to be something you're not, they're comfortable right there with you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Seriously. So, okay. I really want to unpack that because you literally just said like 10 things that I'm like, okay guys, go rewind. Like, <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk um, more about how you um, So how did that happen? Because obviously we didn't start here, right? How do you feel like you shifted that mindset? And what did you have to do to become accepting of those things? And can you tell us a little bit about the turning point for you? Was it the validation of finally winning a local? Do you feel like you walked in before that local um, saying, okay, like I'm, I'm believing in that. Like, obviously you and I, I do this with my clients. Like we have a five minute call in the morning, even if you have to sneak into the bathroom <laughs> or whatever and kind of have that pump up thing. Uh, how do you feel like you, you got to that place where you were like, take it or leave it um, cause I a hundred percent agree with you. And that's what I tell all my clients. Like you have to have a goal. That's not just, I got to win or else I'm a failure. What was the journey like for you? How do you feel like you did that to see yourself as a success regardless of the validation? So you, you chose that you were a success. How did you get there before you actually got the external validation? So if you remember the week before Miss Fort Wayne, the local title I won, I was fourth runner up at a local and you and I were chatting the next week on a Zoom call about kind of why I thought it might have gone south. And it was because, again, I was focusing on the wrong things. So we really worked on shifting my mindset to just be confident in what I have to offer as we were just speaking on. And I remember going into the interview room feeling so different than I ever had before and obviously ended up winning interview and winning the whole thing um, against some hard competition. And Miss Fort Wayne was a title I had wanted for so long. My second local I ever did as a teen, I competed many times and I finally achieved that title. And what I loved about this title is it was very service oriented and it was in a town I'd lived in for a long time, second largest city in Indiana. And I knew that I could expand my platform. And then I think another huge factor of it was having the Miss Fort Wayne team because they have you out in the community two to three times a week. And they are so loving and so encouraging. And they really encouraged me to keep my success going on with you and powerhouse pageantry. And I, I wanted to feel that way that I did in that interview at state. So I continued working with you. And I think my biggest aha moment was actually at our intensive in Nebraska, which I only did four weeks before state, three or four weeks before state. It was really close to state. Oh yeah. And I, just, yeah, it was so close, but, um, and I had done a lot of improvements online working with you and just being out in the community made me more confident in what I had to offer. But that moment where I remember you asking me what I loved about myself and I couldn't give you a lot of answers. And I had this kind of emotional breakdown and you and I just spent, I don't even know how long breaking that down and 
making me realize what I did have to offer and giving myself that self-compassion and finding things to love about myself going into Miss Indiana week. And I wrote all of them down. I had your big binder with all of these things to help you shift your uh, mindset to negative to positive. And I think that that was just a huge wake up call for me that I was really bullying myself with my mindset and that that had to stop if I wanted to be Miss Indiana. Yeah. Wow. So proud of you. And I remember that moment and I just want to validate you that that's not easy to do that self-work. And you know what, that's why my coaching might be a little bit atypical. Um, but it's because you have to get through that stuff. Like what would happen if we just did a thousand million interview questions? And I just said, you're bad at this kind of question. You're good at this kind of question. Let's develop your value. You know, like we just can't do that stuff. You have to, you have to rip open the foundation and see what we're working with. And I think that's why I am so incredibly blessed to have the clients that I do and to have success stories that end up being so incredible. Um, it's because we're changing lives and I don't say like me, myself, whatever, but just like your guys' lives are being changed and that matters so much to me. Um, because now Lydia, you're going to go on to do incredible things because of who you know that you are. And I really believe that the validation of Miss Indiana, I mean, I think we were all so happy, but like so surprised at the same time. And you won prelim talent, which you never had, you know what I mean? And just like all this other validation, like whether you want to call it energy, whether you want to call it vibration, whether you want to call it God, like, or all those things, which is kind of what I believe. Um, I really just think that your life ends up reflecting who you become as a person. And you, Lydia, put in all the self-work, you put in the hard work, you were working a full-time job, going to school online, investing in yourself and coaching. And I'd love to just ask you a little bit more about what you think the balance is um, between the practical side of things, because there is a practical side of practice interview questions, know your current events, those types of things. What do you feel like is the right balance between practice your talent, do these things and the mindset work? Um, and if you were to give it maybe like a percentage for each, each like is it 50-50? Is it 80-20? Is it whatever? Um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. And I, I think this can be different for everyone, but in my experience, I had done the practical work for so long. I had done a million interview questions to the point where I sounded robotic. I had practiced my talent. I mean, I always felt confident in talent, so that's different for me. I, I would just sing it once a day to make sure it was in my muscle memory and really think about my staging. Um, and, you know, for me, it was that mental preparation, that mindset preparation that took me from losing everything to taking everything that I had wanted for so long. So I would say it's like an 80-20, honestly, because I mean, if you've been in the organization long enough and you know what you want to like offer, then really it's just going in the interview room and having a conversation, of course, polishing it. So use that 20% practical practice time and, you know, make sure that you're working every day a little bit on something that can make you feel prepared. But I think the biggest part of that is loving yourself. And because as a state title holder, you have to have a good mindset. You have to be strong there. It's hard uh, because there are so many opinions coming your way, especially in preparation for Miss America. And you have to be really strong in who you are, because if not, you're going to crumble during your year and the judges know that. So that's what they're looking for. So I definitely think mental preparation is like at the forefront. Yep. Shouted from the rooftops. I mean, and that's what's so funny. Like obviously some people who, aren't as incredible of a singer as Lydia. And if you haven't heard her, go stalk her because she's nuts. Um, she's just so good and she's going to take over the world and she's 
free in so many ways and just I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> hashtag blessed. <laughs> so anyways, um, I would love, I, I love what you said because I think people don't think it all the way through. And I know that I did it when I was Miss Nebraska. I had thought through Miss Nebraska, but I hadn't thought through Miss Indiana. Also for people listening, she also got top 15 and one prelim talent in Miss America. So like literally went from losing everything to winning everything. And uh, like, my goodness, that could be a whole podcast in itself, but we only have a few minutes left. So maybe we will have to do a part two. But anyways, um, so I love what you said about being able to handle the job mentally because it's tough out there, folks. And like, there are days when you literally are driving five hours by yourself. There are days like you don't get continual validation. You got to be your best cheerleader. Like you have to be able to know who you are, show up in a positive mindset. Like you guys, the reason why we do so much digging deep in positive mindset stuff, and it's not just like positive affirmations and fluffy crap. Like it's literally breaking through identity things that are hindering you from being able to even see yourself in the role of Miss Indiana, Miss Kentucky, Miss Timbuktu, whatever you are. I'd love for you to, uh, and I have one more question after this. Um, how do you feel like you grew to become that person that was always on the inside of you, but we had to unlock the winner within, like we always say, how did you grow to become that person? And can you speak a little bit more just about why you feel like that's so important and why people don't maybe receive the job like they're expecting because they're just not there yet in that way? You know, I think for me, um, it wasn't just the fluffy positive affirmations. Like you mentioned, what we really worked through together was finding the why behind all of my self doubt. It wasn't just the losing the locals. It was the fear of people judging me, certain people judging me. Um, the fear of the people who had told me that I was too big to be Miss Indiana and letting that get to me, letting the hurtful words of others to identify me and consume me. Ultimately, it wasn't just simple, you know, negativity we were working through. We were working through real stuff. And I think taking a deep look about why I was the way that I was and having to first confront that before healing, because you can't just be like, oh, okay, that's it. And then push it back to the side. You really have to look at it in the face and overcome it in order to uh, really break through it. And I think that's something that we accomplished in Nebraska in the weeks leading after Nebraska to Miss Indiana, just constantly working through it. And, um, you know, you were a huge cheerleader for me. Thankfully I needed that in my life because, um, at the time I, I was afraid of being a burden to others and you just like were so loving to me. And, you know, you had just, you just understood where I was coming from with me telling you my story. Um, so not allowing those hurtful words of others or where I come from to define who I had to be that day at Miss Indiana was a huge thing for me. Yeah, that's so huge. And now I have one more question before our final question. Sorry, then I know you have to go. So she's a busy gal, girls. <laughs> um, how would you encourage people to be vulnerable? Maybe they've been hurt by a coach in the past. Maybe they've been hurt by a local director. Maybe they've been hurt by their family. Maybe they feel like their boyfriend doesn't support them in their dreams. Maybe they you know, need to cut some people out of their life. How would you encourage people to put their best foot forward and invest in themselves. Um, but then maybe once they've made an investment, be vulnerable and let their guard down. Because I would say that letting your guard down is one of the biggest problems that people have in interview. How would you encourage people to feel safe enough to let their guard down, maybe in a coaching environment or just in general? Well, I guess I think the easiest way to encourage that is to tell you a little bit about how how being vulnerable has been beneficial to me. 
me. In the interview room or around people, I used to play it really safe, talking about vulnerable things because I didn't want to step on any toes. But it was when I decided to break free of that and just be Lydia and tell my story um, and everything I had to overcome, whether that was through my lack of loving my body or if it was uh, not being confident in where I came from. And I started being vulnerable with this as Miss Fort Wayne and as Miss Indiana. And I have to tell you how much it changes young people's lives when you're vulnerable with them. When I go into a school and I tell people my real story, they're, they just feel so related to it. They're like, I come from a broken home too. Or maybe I have a gay too. Or maybe I've been told I'm too fat or I've been told this or that about myself. Yep. And being able to speak that truth into them and using my vulnerability as a way to lift other people up and let them know that it does get better. You can go be top 15 at Miss America or reach your goals. Like you can go do it and you don't have to let the past or where you come from define that. Um, and also judges appreciate vulnerability. One of my judges was Nina Davalori, Miss America 2014. And I remember how vulnerable she was during her year of service with what she'd gone through with her platform. And I wanted to be vulnerable with the judges. And I know that they appreciated that. And they all told me that after the fact that they appreciated me just laying my heart out on the table and that I wasn't trying to be a perfect cookie cutter image of anything. Heck yeah. So proud of you. And I just love it because that's, that's not where we started, you know, just to be honest. And, and I think you're just such a fantastic example and why I I will use you as an example forever is because the biggest lie is that people can't be themselves and I got to play it safe and I got whatever. I'm like, you guys, when you do that, you're literally taking away all of your power because what makes you win is showing what makes you unique. And guess what? What makes you unique is what makes you different than everyone else. And then, so if you don't share what's flipping different about yourself, you're cutting off all your power. So anyways, I digress. So last, last thing that I want to ask you, and then we can go, um, and you guys just, oh my gosh, Lydia's amazing. Make sure you go follow her on everything. She's amazing. Lydia, what would you say, like, what would you want your message to women competing and listening to be? Women in pageants, women not in pageants. What would be kind of your, your swan song, your legacy that you want to leave? And what would you say to people that maybe you wish that you would have thought, you know, more than two years ago, just kind of talk to us about that. I mean, aside the things I've already mentioned about just believing in yourself and not letting the naysayers get to you, because there will be a lot of opinions in your ear, especially as a state title holder. um, I just really encourage you check with yourself. Why do you want to be Miss State or Miss America? Is it for authentic reasons? Uh, Because if it's not, you really should reevaluate if this organization for you is for you because it's all about service and giving to others. It's not just about self glorification. Um, And I think that's something I've seen a lot. And I used to need to feel validated by this organization, especially as a teen, um, and, and really hone in on what your why is. Because if you don't have a strong why, then chances are you're not going to be a state title holder. You need to have like a passion and a mission as a state title holder. Mine was telling all of these young girls about why they need to love themselves and their body and where they come from. And then also being an advocate for music being funded in schools, because that's something that's very close to my heart. Um, so, you know, find your why hone in on that why, and then actually implement it instead of just talking about it. There you have it folks. Honestly, like literally you're so incredible and I could talk to you for three hours and 
I just, wow, you're just amazing. You're going to go do incredible things. She's going to go young Broadway or whatever she wants to do in life. And Lydia, just thank you so much for your time. Your time is valuable to me. Uh, thank you. So you're beautiful inside and out. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Love you, love you, love you. Everyone have a great rest of your day listening. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.